Welcome to Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful purpose-driven companies, people, and organizations. I'm your host, Aaron Quitkin. When it comes to taking a break from it all, there's nothing like hitting the open seas and traveling the world on a cruise ship. My guest today, Lisa lutoff Perlow, president and CEO of Celebrity Cruises, was the first female CEO of a publicly traded cruise company and has been a key trailblazer in the industry since starting as a sales and marketing representative with Royal Caribbean in 1985. Founded in 1988, Celebrity's award-winning ships are impeccably designed to serve up exquisitely prepared culinary experiences and offer services to more than 300 destinations on all seven continents. Lisa has overseen more than a $5 billion investment to deliver modern, ergonomic, and sustainable ships, achieved record employee engagement among a global workforce of over 20,000 employees, and spearheaded cultural innovation by appointing the first female captain of the celebrity fleet and increasing celebrities' percentage of women on the bridge from 3% to 32% in just five years. Lisa, welcome to Brand on Purpose. Thank you, Aaron. It is truly, truly a pleasure to be here, not only because your show is wonderful, but so are you. So thank you very much for that kind introduction and for having me today. Well, we can have a mutual fan club because I think you're incredibly awesome. And I probably could have had four paragraphs in that introduction. So we kind of tightened it to just one, but we're going to jump right in and get into it. You know, one of the things, especially with you at the helm, one of the things that celebrity has been known for is literally seeing around corners, understanding what's trending in culture, and I think very appropriately attaching that to the business and to the vision for the brand. So I'm just going to cite one example of so many, but I think we can start here. Way back in 2017, Celebrity announced it will perform legal same-sex marriages on its ships while in international waters. And this follows legalization of same-sex marriage in Malta where most of the celebrity fleet is registered. Can you talk a little bit about what the calculus was behind that, the thinking, the strategy? So, you know, folks who are are cruising, folks who are not part of the industry think, oh, of course, that's a no-brainer. But all of these things are difficult. Just because it's a headline, a lot of folks don't understand what's behind the headline, what's the story. So if you can just fill us in, we'll start there, because I do think that it's probably a very good example for the mindset, especially when it comes to social issues, that you and the brand under your leadership has. Thanks for the question, Aaron. It was a really important moment for us because right around the same time, we were able to announce just generally that marriages at sea were legal because usually they had been ceremonial up until that point. But the flag states then changed the ruling and the law that if you got married at sea, that was a legal marriage, as long as you had the documentation from whatever country or state you were coming from. And we got a request to perform a same-sex marriage because the gentleman wanted to get married at sea under this new ruling. And then we realized that it was going to require an extra step for same-sex marriages. And we have to go to our flag state, Malta, to agree to that. The LGBTQ community is very important to celebrity. It always has been. We're important to them. They're important to us. Our crew, many of them are members of the LGBTQ community. Diversity and inclusion is a a mantra of our company and particularly our brand. So we went to Malta and we asked for them to rule in our favor in that regard. And we were really 
surprised. We were hopeful, but yet surprised because they're a very Catholic country, but they did agree. And that was the catalyst for celebrity to conduct this same-sex marriage. And it was the first in our industry. And, you know, we've had a few firsts in our industry here at Celebrity, and that's one that we're particularly proud of because we believe in equality for all. As a CEO, what do you think the key is to getting people aligned, especially on social issues? How do you get disparate parties to hear you, to listen to you, to understand not just the logic and the business purpose, but the empathy and the emotional purpose? Because I know that you're a very passionate person and you lead with your heart. And that's more in demand now from CEOs than ever before, right? I mean, we've been working, you know, for 30 plus years and three decades ago, CEOs never, ever weighed in on any, we would never have this discussion. So what is the secret as a leader in bringing people together and making sure that there is always a way forward, that there's common ground? The unique thing about being in the industry that I'm in and number one, growing up in it, but also being a part of it is when you walk on a ship, what you realize is this ship is a microcosm of society. It's a city. And it's made up of so many different people from all parts of the world. So they're culturally very different. They're different colors. They're different religions. They're different genders. They're different sexual orientations. And the thing that has impressed and inspired me so much is working with our ships and our crew. And when we see how they're able to do it, they come onto the ship as strangers, some of them from parts of the world that historically they've never gotten along. There's been war, there's been conflict, there's been difference of opinion. And you could point to so many things, even like this, the recent Russia, Ukraine, which I don't want to get off on a tangent right now, but you see what happens on board the ship. People put those things aside. They come on the ships and they become family. They become friends. They take care of each other and they take care of our guests. And so when you think about running a brand like that in an industry like this, and you see what happens on board our ships, it's a natural transition to what should be happening in society and what you're able to stand for because you do it every single day. People might not understand that, but it's a very unique environment that we're in. And so it's really very easy to become aligned around that because if you're not aligned with that. And if you don't have a team of people that you work with every day that are aligned around it, they're in the wrong industry because that's what our ships are and that's what society is. And so any way that we're able to just spread that or continue that is really all a part of who we are and what's in our DNA. And related to that, I'm just blown away by the number of women on the bridge, right? From 3% to 32% representation in five years. How did you do that? Very purposefully, very focused and tremendous amount of discipline around it and working with a team of people who cared about it as much as I do. Yeah, I won't say it was easy, but it, of course it was natural being the first woman president and CEO in our company leading one of our brands and being the first women and looking at our bridges and looking at our leadership on board our ships thinking, okay, there's something wrong with this equation. We have no women captains and we have so such a small percentage of women on the bridge. In the maritime industry in general, only 2% of mariners are women. We had 3% at Celebrity. We had no captains. So I made it my mission as the first big decision I made as the president and CEO of Celebrity to bring Captain Kate McHugh with me 
as the first not only woman captain for celebrity, but the first American and still first and only American woman captain. And she is so special in so many ways. And I encourage all of your listeners to follow Captain Kate McHugh. She's just terrific. And then I also happened to work with two men who ran our Marine organization who also believe in gender equality and also helped me accomplish this. And again, it's not easy. It has to be purposeful because there aren't a lot of women that raise their hand for these positions. You know, you leave home for a very long period of time. The licenses you need, you have to study a really long time for them. You have to be on the bridges for a really long time. You have to have a certain amount of hours, certain amount of training. And so the number of women that are available is not, it's not a lot of women. So to get to, we're now actually at a third, a third of our bridge teams as women, you have to be focused. You have to go to these maritime academies. You have to purposefully recruit. You have to start them in cadet positions, and then they move up through the ranks and finally achieve security officer, safety officer, staff captain, and captain. So it takes focus every day, and it takes working with people who care about something as much as you do that can actually make it happen. Are enough women going into the business? Is there an increase in women going to the business? Or is it that you're getting to them sooner and faster when they're coming out of the academy? Both. I do think You know, one of the great things about having all these women on the bridges and having them on social media, it's encouraging women, young women, to choose these careers. And listen, being a captain is a serious business. You're responsible for, you know, 5,000 lives. That is her job. She's the takeout captain of our brand new ship, Celebrity Beyond. It's the largest ship in our fleet. So she has a serious job and a lot of responsibility on her shoulders every night. But when women, young women, see other women doing this, it just encourages more and more women to opt in, which is critically important. So we do both. We work very hard to get young women interested in these professions. And then we are in all of these academies hiring them. And we're probably first in because it's so important to us. And oh, by the way, all of this social media that's going on, Celebrity really is the brand of choice for these women because they see what we've done. They see how many women we have. We see the environment that we create. As you know, Erin, it's one thing to hire women. It's another to ensure that they have the same opportunity as men and they feel welcome. And so we've been able to do all of those things. So we fortunately are the other brand of choice for a lot of these women that are coming into celebrity now. That's awesome. Small pivot, same kind of realm. When people think about cruising, they don't necessarily equate the cruise industry with sustainability, but you have made it a number one priority at Celebrity to also focus on sustainability and put it at the forefront. I think you've said that you know you want to have net zero emissions by 2050. It feels like around the corner. I am interested, I'm sure the listeners are as well, and how you plan on doing that. But you also have things like Save the Waves program. Talk a little bit about sustainability efforts as well and some of the challenges in the industry around sustainability and also in the mind of like an eco-conscious consumer and making sure that they feel comfortable boarding a celebrity cruise ship based on your commitments. So what I will say, Celebrity is part of the Royal Caribbean group, and it is one of the brands within that group, publicly traded S&P 500. One of the things I'm very proud of is that our company is so focused on sustainability and ESG initiatives. The reality is, is that regulation and laws are coming around the world that make it something that 
many industries need to do, not just the cruise industry. I'm in the cruise industry, so I'll speak to it. But I think all industry right now is thinking about this for the future. It's becoming critically, critically important and a huge focus. And by the way, we make our living on the oceans. We want to preserve the environment. We want to be corporate citizens. And so we did make the announcement of net zero by 2050. And I think like so many other companies, we are in the process of figuring that out. And we're also in the process of working with these governments around the world to understand, you know, how do you measure this? What are your targets? What are reasonable targets? What are alternative fuels? What is their availability going? Are we going to be able to find these fuels all over the world as we circumnavigate the globe? Because, you know, that's what we do as an industry. And these questions are real. They're critical. And no one has the answer yet. That's very clear in anything you read about any company that's trying to do this. And we're no different than that. But what I can say is we are maniacally focused on it. I'm in meetings about it constantly. We are looking at how we measure everything. We are looking at how we reduce our carbon footprint. We're looking at how we build new ships and new technologies. And so that's for the future. And again, we're completely focused on it. And we have teams of people. This is all they do every day. On the other side of that, there's so much we have done. And one of the things that I think we have the ability to do and we're working on right now is to tell our story in a bigger and better way. We recycle everything on board. Nobody knows that. We um, at Celebrity eliminated 90% of guest single-use plastics with the introduction of Celebrity Edge in 2018. First cruise brand to do that. And now our entire fleet of ships, 90% of single-use plastics have been eliminated. We have pure water purification systems. We make our own water on board. We clean all of the carbon before it goes into the environment through a scrubber system that we put on board our ships. We have air lubricating systems. We have hull coating that help our ships glide through the ocean to reduce the amount of fuel that we burn. The list goes on and on and on. And all of these things are in our DNA. We have environmental officers on board every ship. We go above and beyond compliance with every regulation that's out there in the world in terms of how we operate our ships. We have shore power. The first time I saw a ship hooked up to shore power was when I got on Celebrity Beyond in Southampton and the ship was plugged in and it wasn't using its engines or burning any fuel. So just to explain, so shore power is kind of like plugging in your electric car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big car. (laughs) Yeah, a big car. Really big car. (laughs) Yes. That's really cool. And I guess certain ports are designed now with that ability. Well, there you go back to what I was saying earlier. We have the capability of shore power on most of our ships. We're retrofitting our ships to be able to use shore power. And every ship we build uses shore power. But every port that we're in is not able to accommodate shore power. We're all trying to catch up with it all. and. A lot of the celebrity ships leave in the winter from Port Everglades, and they're in a huge development phase right now to add shore power to all of their terminals in Port Everglades, as is Port Miami, as are most of the ports around the world, but it's still not readily available everywhere. I think an environmental officer on board, is that common? I didn't know that was a thing. I had no idea. I'm sure most people don't realize that. No, I know. And that's another thing. We, that's why I say we need to get better at telling our story. We have had environmental officers on our ships for decades, 
And the other thing is, it's all culture. You know, I was talking about culture when I was talking about the social issues and equality, inclusion, gay marriage. You know, when you think about those things, you need to ensure that your culture supports it. And I think as you think about other companies that don't do it so well, and there are those out there that don't, I will tell you, you can always point back to a culture. And when you see things go awry, as I said, leading into this part of the conversation, Aaron, I am extraordinarily proud to work for our company because we take all of this very seriously and our culture is extremely strong in this regard. And how did the Save the Ways program come about? It was for this purpose. You know, I think we've evolved, right? Society has evolved. I think the biggest reason that Save the Waves, well, there were two reasons Save the Waves came about. Again, that's a corporate program that was actually started by Royal Caribbean because Celebrity has only been part of the Royal Caribbean group since 1997. The Save the Waves program is much older than that. And as you mentioned earlier, I started my career at Royal Caribbean in 1985. And it was all about trying to help our guests understand that these oceans were not trash barrels. You can't throw things overboard. We're trying to save our oceans. And so you have to do your part to help us in that regard, because as we all know, human beings are the biggest problem on the planet. And so that's how Save the Wave started. And it also started because we were adding environmental officers on our ships and we were looking at all of these purification systems and recycling systems on board. And we knew decades ago, which is another thing that I think people need to know about our company is that we saw this a long time ago. And if you look at when Save the Waves came about, I would guess in the late 80s or early 90s. And decades ago, we realized that we needed to do more to um, be better stewards of the environment and we needed to engage our guests. And so Save the Waves is a catchy program. It's a catchy phrase. And it made our guests rally around the program in a meaningful way and, and helped us be successful. Over the recent, I don't know, three, four years in particular, and this is for our marketers out there, you've partnered with a lot of well-known designers and architects and chefs and many more probably to follow. As a brand that is so attuned to culture and engagement, how do you ensure that your partners share those same values? You know, there's always risk, obviously, whenever you partner with a third party, because you're not monitoring their behavior, what they say, what they do, especially in this environment, right? It's a hypersensitive environment right now. So how do you ensure those values are aligned from the start? What's that process like? Well, first and foremost, we think about our brand. As you said, you're talking to the marketers out there. So you really try to think about what is your brand proposition? What are you trying to accomplish? How do you want consumers to think about you? And what are the things that you want consumers to think about you relative to what you focus on. So culinary, as you mentioned, is a really big one. We are the culinary brand. Design, our ships are beautiful. You know, they're they're highly designed. They're, you know, relaxed luxury resorts floating around the world. And so you want, if design is one of your pillars, you want to partner with world-renowned designers who, who make your guests feel very different than they expect to feel on a cruise ship. And I've been in this industry for my 39th year now. So I have a good feel for what cruise ships look like and for what people think cruise ships look like. And I really wanted to turn all of those things on their ear. How does a cruise ship look? How does it make you feel? How is it designed? What is the food like? What is the wine list like? 
you know, what is their wellness program like? And so at Celebrity, we've been very purposeful about how we have built the reputation of this brand and how we focus on these things. And in doing that, because we're an industry that's not widely understood by a lot of consumers, we want to partner with people so that we add credibility to the experiences that we're providing and the design that we're providing. We are as purposeful about the people that we pick in that regard as we are about the things that we do, like take care of the environment, like promote diversity and inclusion, like making all people feel welcome. And we do a lot of homework on the people who we're thinking about partnering with. I'll use the godmothers of our ships. You know, I I focus on women of substance who have really made a difference in the world and who care about it in a big way and who have overcome terrible obstacles and their own personal sacrifice to accomplish what they've accomplished. And so when I think about those women and I look at those women, listen, none of us are perfect. None of them are perfect, but they represent things that are so important to us. And it's the same thing with our partners that we choose to work with us. We won't just go partner with any well-known chef or any well-known designer. We talk to them all. We read about them all, we interview them all, and they really have to symbiotically fit with our brand and also care about the world in the same way that we do. And Simone Biles was one of your godmothers. I'm sure that was a great experience. Well, we can't wait for that naming on November 4th. We started with Malala Yousafzai on Celebrity Edge. I mean, come on, you know, an, an honest to God hero as our chairman at the time, Richard Fain, referred to her. And I mean, Malala Yousafzai, it was just like being on that stage with her was, it was like a surreal experience. It was an out-of-body experience. And then, of course, we had Reshma Sujani, who does so much for women and working mothers. And I just, I just have the utmost respect for her. She's amazing. And now Simone Biles for Celebrity Beyond. And what that young woman has overcome, in addition to what she's accomplished, is is just for me, she has my utmost respect in every way. And she's a young woman that young girls and women of my age can look at and say, you know, that woman deserves all of our appreciation for all that she has battled and how honest and courageous she has been throughout. So when we think about our godmothers and we think about our partners, they really have to line up well with how I think about celebrity and the things that are important to us. And Early on in your career, did you ever envision yourself joining the cruise industry, spending you know almost 40 years, like you said, in the cruise industry? Is that what you always wanted to do? No, never, ever, never, ever. I happened into it completely by mistake. I was in my mid-20s floundering around. What am I going to do with my life? It was a big joke. I had a new job every year. And I, and I just told you I've been in this company for 39. So that's kind of crazy in and of itself. I found my passion. I, you know, I, I grew up in Gloucester, Massachusetts, a little fishing town. Perfect Storm was filmed here. Coda, movie of the year was filmed here. And, you know, all of those familiar places. My parents were always in the restaurant business. I find it quite serendipitous. I ended up in the hospitality industry on the ocean, given that my parents were in hospitality and I grew up on the ocean. So I happened into it completely by accident. But I have to say it's been an amazing journey and a wonderful ride. And, you know, you have also been a pioneer in this industry as well as part of that ride, which I'm I'm sure you're very proud of these things as well. You're a very humble person. And the other thing I was very curious about is, so what I think is interesting about celebrity is originally it was not pre-Lisa, okay? It was not a luxury, right? It was a discounted ship. 
it was a discounted brand way, way back when, when it was first started. And now today it's, it's affordable luxury is probably how most people would describe it. And at the same time, you have like an accessibility to everyone and it's affordable luxury. And you're also able to tap into the cultural zeitgeist. So those are three or four levers that sometimes counterpose each other. So how do you maintain that balance as well? That's a good question. And I think about that every day because my whole mantra is balance. I even joke, I don't know, somebody said something. They had all women. I said, guys, or people, I can't remember. I said, we can't have all women. I'm all about balance. You know, we have to be balanced. Unless you have balance, nothing works. And I feel that same way about our business. I feel that approachable luxury, relaxed luxury is what celebrity is. When I first joined the brand, and this was in the early 2000s, not in the current role that I'm in, I was here on Celebrity for seven years running the operation. Then I went back to Royal Caribbean for a couple of years. And eight years ago, I came back in this role. When I was here the first time for the seven years running the brand, I had a very strong point of view. Sales and marketing is my background. Consumer insights is my background. Consumer trends, what do people really want? What do people really care about? I spent half of my career in that space. And looking at data. Data is obviously very important. Exactly. What is going on? What do people care about? And then I came to Celebrity in the early 2000s. And I thought, you know, this is kind of stuffy and old. I don't really think this is where people are going. And of course, that's not where people are going. And, you know, I have um, a t-shirt that I bought in the Galapagos at the Darwin Museum, and it said, evolve or become extinct. And that's how I felt about this brand. So I felt that we really needed to evolve. And we did a lot of work on luxury, what luxury meant. And luxury has just continued to take on a new meaning for people. They want luxurious experiences, but they don't want pretension. They don't want white glove, one arm behind your back service. They want to feel comfortable. They want elegance, but they want it approachable. And so that's really the journey that we started taking with celebrity. And at the end of the day, I truly believe that the vast majority of people care about other people and care about the world at large and other cultures. If they didn't, they wouldn't cruise on celebrity because we are not a brand that sails from ports that you can drive within three hours and get to. We're not in Baltimore, Galveston. We're not one of those you know, local market brands. We are a brand where 80% of our guests have to get on an airplane and go somewhere. And so if you're that kind of a person, you want to engage in the world and you have a healthy respect for people that aren't necessarily like you. And so I just thought it all worked beautifully and harmoniously together. You must be a Libra. Are you a Libra? It's all about balance. No, I'm an Aries. Oh, interesting. We have a conversation about that offline. (laughs) The balance thing is the key to success in any industry. Safely speaking, if there are one or two things you would want to change about the cruise industry, not about celebrity, because you're already doing all that, but about the cruise industry, what would those things be? I was on a panel once, Aaron, and we were running out of time. There was three minutes on the clock. And the moderator of the panel asked a question, what's the one thing you could change? And I could see the clock ticking down and I knew she wasn't going to have enough time to get to me. And I made her let me answer the question. And here's what I said. If there could be one thing that I would hope would change before I'm ready to ride off into the sunset and not work anymore, it would be that people would stop saying 
cruising is not for me. That is such a terrible misperception that I work really hard every day to change people's minds about. How do you change their minds on that topic? Well, for all of the things that we've been talking about, just these beautiful, relaxed luxury resorts sailing around the world. Aaron, the world was discovered via the oceans. There is no more beautiful way to go in and out of a place than by the sea. These are resorts. They have world-renowned designers. Danielle Ballou is our partner. I mean, how do you get better than that in culinary? You know, the wellness experience we provide is second to none. The service we provide is second to none. The places we visit, you can visit eight countries in 10 days. Where does that happen? And then how do you care about people and how do you care about the world and how do you care about the environment? I would challenge anybody to find a company or a brand or a vacation destination that does all of that the way that we do. And then I would suggest that you should feel very comfortable and really believe that celebrity is for you and give it a go. Yeah. And it is one of those things that you have to just do it. I guess the problem is, if I'm reading between the lines, is like anything in the world, you know, you could have a bad experience on a competitive line or another line and just paint the entire industry with that brush. And that's not true. Sure. No, it's not. And it's the same for anything, right? You could go to a tour and you could say, I had a terrible time. I'm never going to do another tour, but people don't say that or a hotel. But yes, you're absolutely right. You know, there are different companies that don't do the right thing. And people read about that. And they, I think people look at these ships and they don't, they don't discriminate who's who and what brand is what brand and what company is what company. And I should research those more just like they do any vacation or hotel. And so sometimes I think because not everybody to your point behaves well in the industry, people think generally about the cruise industry and that's, that's not true. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by the complexity and logistics, not in just building a ship. I think you said you came out of operations at one point, not just marketing and sales. You've pretty much done it all. You've done everything except, except for maybe captain a ship. I don't know, but you're captaining the big ship, right? But can you just talk a little bit in just a few minutes we have remaining about just the logistics and the complexity around operating a ship and what that's like? So the first time that that really hit me. Sometimes you just do it, right? We all just do what we do and we don't think about it very much. But I remember standing in the Grand Plaza of the Celebrity Solstice. It was the first ship I introduced as the head of operations in 2008. And it was a big deal for me because I had never done that before. And the brand had so much riding on that ship introduction And, you know, the team of people that I worked with, I had a lot of trust and confidence in them. And we put this all together. We put this experience. We really evolved celebrity at the time. And when everybody started coming on board, and there were a lot of skeptics because the ship is larger than the previous ship since celebrity. And they said, oh, you're never going to be able to deliver that experience with this many more people. And so as I've done throughout my whole career, I said said to myself and then went on to prove it, I'm going to prove these people wrong. And I remember when we got such a resoundingly positive comments and feedback from everybody that came on. I remember standing in in the middle of that space on board and looking all around me and watching it all happen and thinking the magnitude of the logistics and the number of experiences that we provide that come off like clockwork 
And these are cities we're operating and everything that has to work at the same time across a myriad of, of experiences and departments and 1,500 crew members. And I just remember standing there thinking of how inspired and in awe I am of the men and women who actually make this happen because it is so complex and so many things can go wrong in the chain. So many. And what we pull off every single day so beautifully is magic. And things always go wrong. And the trick is making sure that nobody sees them and that you fix them before it becomes a crisis or an issue, right? Yes. That's all the men and women that do this every day. I mean, listen, I know I'm the president CEO, but it's all them. And I have the utmost respect for them. How many days a year are you out on the water? Well, for two, I wasn't, <laughs> but now I'm back. <laughs> now I'm back on the water. We don't talk about those years. Those are the dark years. Nope. So I was on Celebrity Beyond for four days. I was on Celebrity Equinox. I'm going again on Celebrity Beyond. I'm hosting a celebrate with the CEO crews. And we're going to the Greek Isles, and I'm going to be on that ship for 10 days, and I'm very excited. Wait, is that the September 5th cruise? Yes, that's the September 5th. My friends are on that one, actually, from Florida. <gasps> oh, really? Yes, they're going to be. That's the, it's Greek Islands in Malta, right? Yes. Make sure you let me know so I can say hello to them. I will. Uh, I'm not sure you want to, actually. But um, yeah, because then you might think differently of me. No, they're great friends. They're great friends. They're just... Um, they will hold up the party on the boat. Don't worry. Okay, good, good. It's going to be a fun, fun event. And that's, and you know, I really enjoy that. I love being with the crew and I love being with our guests. It reinvigorates you because you realize what you do for a living. And I get to make people happy every day. So when you're on the boat, do you try to just blend in? It's not like that undercover boss where they dress up as somebody else. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'm in airports and people come up to me and they're like, Lisa. And I say, yeah, you're president celebrity, right? I'm like, yes, but how do you know? You can't have a celebrate with the CEO crews and be incognito. So no, I'll be front and center and that's okay. But you know, it reminds me of what we do and you get to create memories for people that they'll never forget in their life. And with all the difficulties of what your position is and the responsibilities and the shareholder value and and everything that you have to think about every day, that at the end of the day is what we do and being on the ship's road. It keeps it real, right? Because that's the reason why you do what you do. You're reminded this is the quote unquote product that he said, like, I'm not trying to minimize it, but that it grounds you in, in a funny way. Sure does. Listen, Lisa, you've been so generous with your time. I very much appreciate you coming on the show and your words of wisdom and inspiration, everything that you, not just for your own 20,000 plus employees, but for the hundreds of thousands of people who cruise with celebrity every year and what you're doing for the industry and for women and for anyone that is living in the margin and who has aspirations to do more with their life and give back. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and I'm sure everyone will now continue to follow you. Maybe live in, is, the, is the CEO cruise, is that sold out or is, can people still sign up? There's a few spots left. I'm trying to sell it out. <laughs> Actually, I think this drops that weekend. Uh, we might have to change the date. Oh, that'll be too late. Next time. Listeners can come next time. Shout out to Paul and Jacqueline Faust. If you run into them, run the other way. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're, great. they're great people. I'll just tell them I've heard a lot about them. Aaron, it's always so great being with you. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Lisa. And all the best of luck. Thank you very much. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful, purpose-driven companies, organizations, and people. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks to our production team, including Maria Bias, Michael Grubbs, Anna Lamb, Haley Sackett, and Nina Valdez. Learn more about our show, sponsorship opportunities, and hosts by emailing BOP at kwtglobal.com or visiting aaronquitkin.com. Find us on LinkedIn and Instagram under Brand on Purpose Podcast. (laughs) 